Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. If there's one smell that reminds you of spirit camp, what would that smell be? Bread. Freshly baked bread. You can smell that now, can't you? And when you smell it, it starts the uh, salivary glands going. If you ever bake it in your house, it, it, it fills the house with a sense of warmness and, and, and it, it makes your tummy start to rumble a little bit too if you're hungry. You know, I think it's true that we eat bread just about every day, right? It's a staple. It's, 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 it's part of our daily existence. If you're carb conscious or if you have a wheat allergy, you know that there seems to be bread in just about everything, right? We have bread at just about every meal. For breakfast, it's toast or, or bagels or English muffins or my favorite, donuts. Sandwiches at lunch between two big pieces of multi-grain bread or fluffy rolls at dinner time. Bread is a staple. You know, bread is, is important today as it was really kind of throughout all of history. It is said to have bread is to be rich. To be without bread is to be poor. And so bread, of course, is one of God's promised treasures that we find in the scriptures. We see God at work through bread throughout the pages, and we'll consider that this evening. Before the Israelites left Egypt by the hand of God, they were to make unleavened bread. So they'd have it for them on their journey. They had to bake it in haste. There was no yeast in it so that the bread wouldn't, wouldn't rise and it wouldn't spoil. But as the Lord brings the, the people of Israel out through, uh, uh, through the, the Red Sea and brings them into uh, the, the pathway to Sinai, the bread starts to run out. That's what we hear in our first reading tonight the people of God began to wander and then grumble to Moses. How are we going to get bread? How are we going to eat? Did you lead us out here to die, Moses? The Lord gives a message to Moses and says that he will provide. He will rain down bread from heaven for the people of God. And it comes. This fine, flaky stuff that is on the, the floor of the desert as the, as the dew rises up, and the people of God pick it up, and they look at it, and they say, manna, which means, what is it? It's the bread from heaven. It's the bread that the Lord has promised. It's the bread that the Israelites were to collect every morning to fill an omer, one jar, to feed their families. They were to collect their daily bread, the bread that would last them for that day and nothing more. The Lord set that as a test for the people. Well, some people didn't listen. They decided to collect more. They thought that they would store it away and hoard it, 
for a little bit later, but when they did, they opened up the container and it became rotten and full of maggots the next day. But the Lord provided their daily bread. The third reading for this evening, the gospel reading, Jesus stands up and he calls himself the bread of life. He reminded the people who heard him that it wasn't Moses who baked bread for everyone and gave them their daily bread. It was, in fact, God. God was the one who sustained their lives day in and day out with this manna, this bread from heaven. Jesus reminded all who listened to him that God sustained all people and continues to sustain all people with, with physical bread. But, but only Jesus... Only Jesus can do more. Only Jesus can give the bread that is eternal life. The Father provides eternal life through the bread from heaven that was standing right in front of those gathered around Jesus. For in fact, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said, I am the bread of life. And he reminded the people who heard. He said, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness. And what happened to them? They died. But this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I give for the life of the world is my flesh. bread from heaven in the flesh of Jesus. You know, the, the scriptures don't simply equate loaves of bread with physical life as if that's all that one needs. It equates Jesus as the only source of spiritual life, of eternal life. That's why St. Paul said, uh, uh, said Israel was led by Christ in the Old Testament. When he writes these words, Our fathers all ate the same spiritual food, and they all drank the same spiritual rock, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. The final source, the ultimate source, of all the manna that the Israelites ate and, and all the water that the, the Israelites drank was Christ Jesus. He's the one who sustains and provides and Jesus is the one who still leads and sustains and, and, and fulfills and fills his church as he gives us himself. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, until your mortal life ends and you lie at rest with Christ in heaven, his promise to still feed you with the bread of his holy word and with the bread of his holy sacraments. Remember that, that Jesus quotes Moses when he is tempted by Satan. And he looks at, at Satan and he says, Look, man doesn't live by bread alone. Man doesn't live by the physical stuff alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's interesting because later on, St. Augustine, an early church father, described the, the words of the Scriptures 
the, uh, uh, the, the, the Bible itself as if you were opening up a, 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 a loaf of bread and taking it into yourself. It's nourishment for not just the body, but for the soul. Remember that however God's Word is brought to you through the Scripture readings that we would read together in service, through a sermon, through, through singing the hymns that we sing, or a devotion... It's all bread for your soul as long as it's pointing you to Christ, the living bread. So we've heard about Moses, the unleavened bread, and, and Jesus, who is the bread of life. But, but Jesus also uses the bread of his holy sacrament to feed and sustain his church until he comes again in glory. In just a few verses after the, uh, the reading that we had from St. Paul this evening uh, concerning manna, Paul picks up the subject of the Lord's Supper. When he says, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? It's more than just simple bread. It's more than a simple cup. Because there is one bread, and we who are many are one body, for we all take of the one bread. The bread that you eat from the table every divine service isn't ordinary bread. Not because it comes from a special bakery. It's not sandwich bread, of course. It's plain bread but combined with God's word of promise. And when God's word of promise is there with the bread, Jesus promises that this is my body and this is my blood and it's for you to eat and to drink, to receive Christ and the forgiveness of sins that he comes to bring. So to partake of this bread is to take Jesus' true body into yourself. We've got to remember, brothers and sisters in Christ, like the Israelites of old, we journey in the wilderness of this life. We live in a sinful world, and we live under the heat of sin and death bearing down on us each day as the desert heat beat down on the Israelites. You feel that, don't you? We are waiting, we are longing to enter into a promised land. Now, not Cana, but the new creation. No matter how crazy or how bad life may be for you here in the wilderness of this world, I want you to know that you are not left wondering, where can I find help? True help is where Christ breaks open his word and where he offers holy food at his altar. We come to be fed in the way that God chooses to feed us. We come to be helped and relieved in the way that God chooses to help and relieve us through his word and sacraments. So brothers and sisters in Christ, I, I, I pray that bread would always serve to remind you of God's rich love and his bounty for you. I mean, bread is certainly a, a promised treasure. Not only does it remind you of Jesus who gave up his flesh on the cross for you, but it reminds you of who you are right now. 
You know, of course, bread isn't just brought about by one kernel of wheat or, or one little bit of flour. It's, it's numerous grains of wheat that grow, that are ground up to make one loaf of bread. In the same way, we should be thinking of ourselves that though we are many, we are made one people by taking the bread of Christ at this altar. He brings us together, and we have communion with him and with one another. And in Christ, you are forgiven. and You are baked into a new, uh, a new image on Easter. And as the church, we're, new, we're a new loaf, a new creation. Even now as we wait for the fullness yet to come and the feast that, uh, that is yet to come. Until Jesus comes again in glory, may you always long for the bread which only God offers you in his Son, the bread of life. Now, daily bread, it's here today, it's gone tomorrow. But the bread of life, Christ Jesus our Lord, lasts forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.